0: Welcome everyone to a brand new edition of Learn About World Cuisine, the show that takes you on a culinary tour around the world. Today's topic, in honor of the coronation of King Charles, today we will be covering fun, mind-blowing facts about Big Ben. And then at the end of the show, I'm going to give you fun facts about the cuisine of the UK. Let's get started. Big Ben is a nickname for the largest bell inside of the clock tower in Westminster, England. So basically, the entire structure is a clock tower, and Big Ben is a nickname For the largest bell inside of a clock tower in Westminster, England. Big Ben was built on May 31st, 1859. Big Ben is 316 feet tall. It took six years for them to build Big Ben. Uh, The clock tower, obviously. I, I keep saying Big Ben, but the clock tower. The great... The bell of the clock of Westminster is located at the north end of the palace at Westminster. That is where the clock tower is located. And keep in mind, the structure is the clock tower. Big Ben is the largest bell inside the clock tower. So you might hear me saying Big Ben when I actually mean the clock tower. The name Big Ben... Was it originally for the clock tower, but it was na- renamed to Elizabeth Tower in 2012. So the clock tower was renamed in 2012 to Elizabeth Tower, and that was to commemorate the Diamond Jubilee of Queen Elizabeth II. The clock tower that holds Big Ben gets around 5 million tourists every year. So about 5 million tourists go to see the clock tower where Big Ben is. All right, now that I gave you some of the basic stats, let's get into some fun facts about the clock tower that holds Big Ben. Big Ben has been ringing every 15 minutes since the 19th century. How about that? Although people nickname the entire clock tower Big Ben, Big, Bang, Big Ben is actually a nickname for the clock tower's largest bell. And Big Ben, the, large, uh, the clock tower, weighs an amazing 13.7 tons. How about that? 13.7 tons is the weight. An English architect designed the clock tower that holds Big Ben. And it was constructed in 1859. If you want to climb up the steps of the clock tower that holds Big Ben, there are 334 steps inside the clock tower. The clock tower is notorious for being the most accurate clock tower. So the clock tower that holds Big Ben, is notorious for being the most accurate clock tower in the entire world the timing of the clock tower that holds big ben is precise okay so you can set your watch to the clock tower that holds big ben a lot of people are curious where did big ben get that nickname and that is unknown there are Ten different stories. I didn't want to get into all ten stories. The origins of the nickname of Big Ben are not known. The clock tower that holds Big Ben uses its original Victorian mechanism to ring the bell. However, the clock tower has a backup motor just in case. But you're going to hear as we go along that weather has affected the clock tower many times. The base of each clock dial on the clock tower that holds Big Ben has a Latin inscription. And the Latin inscription that is on the base of the clock tower that holds Big Ben says, Oh Lord, keep safe our Queen Victoria the I. I bet you didn't know that. That's a fun fact. At 10.07 p.m. on May 27th of 2005, the clock tower that holds Big Ben unexpectedly stopped. And they said that was due to the extreme heat that they were having in Westminster. How about that? Uh, Once again, we're doing a show about... The clock tower that holds Big Ben, and then at the end of the episode, you're going to hear me give you fun facts about the cuisine in the UK. Uh, During a test in the year 1857, two years before the clock tower debuted, the bell of the clock tower cracked during a a, uh, test. And it needed to be replaced before the clock tower was finished in 1859. But here's the fun fact. The replacement bell also cracked. So the construction people needed to come up with a way to stop the bell from cracking. So that They had to do some innovative things back in 1859 because the bell of the clock tower kept cracking. There are 23 light bulbs. That light up each of the clock faces on the clock tower that holds big Ben, And each light bulb. Now this I found fascinating. Each light bulb has the capacity to last a whopping seven years per light bulb. And keep in mind I'll get into this later in the episode. But at night, Big Ben is illuminated. And illuminated basically means it's lit up. So at night, they light up the entire clock tower that holds Big Ben. The clock accurately displays the time of day to everyone, every onlooker. So you can set your watch by how accurate the clock tower that holds Big Ben is. And you can see the clock. From anywhere you're standing in Westminster. And as we said before, the accuracy of Big Ben, uh, the clock tower that holds Big Ben, is precise to the exact second. Uh, Despite the accuracy of the clock tower that holds Big Ben, the weather has impacted the clock tower a couple of times. Most notably, the weather impacted the clock tower on New Year's Eve. 1962, the weather was so cold that the clock tower holding Big Ben was affected. So keep in mind, the weather does play a role in the accuracy of Big Ben, but you're going to find out a really fun fact in a couple minutes. Although the clock tower that holds Big Ben draws tourists from all around the world, Now, here, I want everyone to hold on to your chairs. I don't want anybody emailing me that they were injured from falling off their chair by these fun facts. Okay? If you want to travel to Westminster and look at Big Ben, you are not allowed to go inside unless you are a resident of the UK. I'm going to say that again because that is interesting. The only people who are allowed to go inside Big Ben and the clock tower that holds Big Ben are residents of the UK. So, if you're listening to the show, we had a good amount of listeners in Canada last week. If you're one of our great listeners in Canada, keep in mind if you're traveling to England at Westminster and you're looking to visit Big Ben and the clock tower, you're not going to be able to go inside. That is an exclusive right to the residents of the United Kingdom. I think that's great. I think that's great. You should get some kind of special perk if you are a resident of the UK and you have such a historical thing in your area. So you have to be a resident of the UK to get access inside of the clock tower. And a lot of you around the world might have noticed that a lot of journalists call the clock tower that holds Big Ben St. Stephen's Tower. There's a long story behind it, and I thought it was too boring to add to this episode. But a lot of journalists from around the world refer to the clock tower that holds Big Ben as St. Stephen's Tower. So if you were ever watching the news and a reporter said St. Stephen's Tower... They were referring to the tower that holds big men. The Roman numeral that designates four o'clock is not a traditional Roman numeral. Okay, so when you're looking at the clock tower and you look at four, p- uh, four o'clock, that Roman numeral is not the traditional Roman numeral that you would normally see uh, written as a Roman numeral. Clock maintenance experts, so the people, the experts that are in charge of making sure that the clock tower that holds Big Ben is precise to the second. They use penny coins to adjust the speed of Big Ben. So if the weather alters the time in any way, uh, the clock maintenance experts actually go up and they use penny coins to adjust the speed. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, All right. The bells of the clock tower that hold Big Ben were silenced during the funeral of former Prime Minister Winston Churchill. So as we said earlier, the bells go off every few minutes. And when Winston Churchill, the Prime Minister of... The U.K., when he was having his funeral, they stopped the bells in, uh, in honor of his funeral. Now, we've talked about the minor breakdowns of the clock tower that holds Big Ben. But the clock tower that holds Big Ben has only had one major breakdown. And we're talking major breakdown. And that happened in 1976. And they had to shut down the clock tower to fix the major breakdown. And it took 26 days over a nine-month period to fix it. So I want to make it clear. I've said a couple times already that weather has impacted the clock tower that holds Big Ben. However, there's only been one major breakdown where they had to shut things off to fix it. And that happened in 1976. All the weather malfunctions were minor. This was a major thing. And that was the only time they had a major problem. And that was in 1976. When they created the clock tower that holds Big Ben, in order to make it stand out and look as incredible as it does, they illuminate it. So at night, Big Ben, the clock tower that holds Big Ben, is lit up. And it is certainly a sight to see from the photos I was uh, looking at in preparation for this show. The clock tower that holds Big Ben is a focal point of the New Year's Eve celebrations in the United Kingdom every year. The clock tower that holds Big Ben chimed 30 times in 2012 to commemorate the Olympic Games. If you are an avid movie enthusiast, so if you're one of our listeners around the world that loves movies, a lot of movies that are filmed in the UK or are about the UK always get a shot of Big Ben in the background. And that is kind of like a message to the viewers that they are in the UK so if you watch a lot of movies I'm sure you've seen at least one movie that had a background shot of Big Ben it's common for movies that are either based in the UK or about the UK to put a, a scene where Big Ben is standing in the background just to get the message across that they are in the UK All right, if you're one of our world travelers, I just had an email last week from a woman that was on her way to Cancun. And she said, Kevin, I was so excited when I heard you did an episode about Cancun. She said she loved it. So if you're one of our world travelers that has plans to go to Westminster in the UK and you have plans to visit the clock tower that holds Big Ben, I suggest that you do some research. Because when I was researching this program, I found out that the clock tower holding Big Ben has been undergoing renovations lately. So it has been closed over the last one or two years from renovations. So I suggest you do some research before you go. Uh, There was a big debate in the UK when Brexit occurred in 2019. And they wanted to chime the bells of the clock tower where Big Ben is uh, to commemorate Brexit. And they ended up not doing that. They it, The decision was no to do that. All right. All right. All right. Now, I just want to give everyone a heads up that there is a lot of technical fun facts about Big Ben the reason that everyone loves this show is because I don't get into the weeds. I'm just giving you very simple fun facts. But there's a lot, if you do research online, you'll see a lot of technical measurements and, you know, this, that, and the other thing for big men. I have decided to skip over all that. We're just giving fun facts. Anyone can listen and understand what we're saying. So I'm not going to get into the weeds. There's a lot of fun facts about the clock tower that holds big ben in regards to measurements etc i'm not getting into that the last time that the clock tower that holds big ben was quiet was in 2017 and that was also due to repairs so as i said if you're one of our clock uh, if you're one of our world travelers do some research about the clock tower that holds big ben because it has been closed Over the last couple years for repairs. It was also down in 2007 for repairs. All right. How did they get the structure that is now the clock tower that holds Big Ben to where it's at? The transmission of the clock tower that holds Big Ben came down a river on a barge. And that is how they uh, create, that's when it was uh, erected. So it came down the river on a barge. After it finished going down the river on a barge, 16 horses transferred it to its current location. So basically they put it and transported it down the river on a barge and then 16 horses transferred it to where it is today. The clock tower that holds Big Ben has its own prison cell. Yes, you heard that correct. The clock tower that holds Big Ben has its own prison cell. And legend has it that the prison cell is for unruly politicians. (laughs) The renovations that the clock tower holding Big Ben... The renovations that it's currently undergoing will include adding a lavatory. How about that? Now people need to people need to think about this. Okay. The clock tower that holds Big Ben was created in eighteen fifty nine. It was built in eighteen fifty nine. And now in the year 2023, it's just now getting a lavatory. I'm going to say lavatory, but you know what I mean. Toilet. It is traditional for the clock tower that holds Big Ben to chime during the coronations. And that is one of the reasons why I wrote today's show. We just had King Charles coronated. And uh, so I wanted to do a show about one of the most historical sites in the entire UK. That's why we're doing this show. To comply with wartime blackout rules, the clock tower that holds Big Ben was not lit up during the World War. So keep in mind, it was built in 1859. So it was there in 1917 in World War I, and it was there in 1941 and 42 with World War II. To comply with blackout rules during both world wars, it was not lit up. In 1932, there is some discrepancy on this fun fact also, but in 1932, people around the world heard the bells tolling. Because a radio broadcaster, a radio broadcaster, uh, had a show and Big Ben was chiming. And that's when it was first heard by people around the world. Uh, The windows of the clock tower that holds Big Ben are very fragile. And some people say they can be broken if a bird slams into them too hard. So the windows are very fragile on the clock tower that holds Big Ben. Weather can make the clock tower that holds Big Ben sway back and forth. And as we said 10 times, because I want to make sure everyone understands. I'll give you an example. If you go to my archives on Spotify, iHeartRadio, this show does excellent on Amazon Music. Just search for Learn About World Cuisine. I have 141 more episodes in the archives. I covered 141 more places around the world. But when I did my episode on Great Britain, I was shocked at how many people never understood what tea time was. But you always hear that afternoon tea and they always have these restaurants Uh, We'll do an afternoon tea. Nobody knew what that was until my co-host on that episode explained exactly what it is. So I want to make it very clear that Big Ben is the biggest bell in the clock tower. It's not the clock tower itself. We're talking about the biggest bell in the clock tower. The nickname is Big Ben. Uh, Sometimes the Big Ben is referred to as the Great Bell. During World War II, the German army bombed the clock tower. How about that? So, the clock tower that holds Big Ben has been bombed during the World War. The cleaning of the clock tower takes an entire week. Because you got to clean all the contents of the clock tower, including the bells. So, that takes an entire week. And as I tell you guys every episode, I think a one-hour podcast is boring. And I fall asleep when I listen to them. So I try to keep every episode in my archives under 40 minutes. And I think that's a reasonable amount of time for people to listen to multiple shows. So I'm going to start moving on to the cuisine of the UK. What do they eat in the United Kingdom? I think we covered Big Ben. I think we're good. So let's start talking about the cuisine in the UK. Earning stars from a Michelin guide is a very prestigious honor in the restaurant industry. And there are 194 restaurants in the UK that have at least one Michelin star. Of the 194 Michelin starred restaurants in the UK... 71 of them are located in London. So London is your foodie town. Uh, Gordon Ramsay, the celebrity chef, has a three Michelin star restaurant. How about that? So uh, having stars in the Michelin Guide is a very prestigious honor. And uh, celebrity chef Gordon Ramsay has a restaurant in the U.K., and they, got, they have three Michelin stars. That is incredible. That is a very prestigious honor. Gin. There's a lot of gin drinkers out there, as I have learned over the last year. Uh, gin was the most popular drink in London during the 19th century. Obviously, it goes without saying, tea is the most popular drink in the U.K., And Londoners alone, by themselves, drink an average of six cups of tea per day. So just the people that live in London, by themselves, drink an average of six cups of tea per day. And almost three million cups of tea per year. Wow. Here's an interesting, fun fact. I don't want anybody getting injured From their surprise of the fun facts I'm about to say. So hold on to your chair. Coffee was the main drink in the UK before tea even came along. And then when tea came along, it overcame coffee as the most popular drink. So coffee was the original drink in the UK until tea came along and then it took it over. In the year 2020, a coffee shop in London actually served a coffee that cost $64. Could you imagine going to a coffee shop and paying $64 for a cup of coffee? That's American money, by the way. They would give you your own barista To make the coffee right at your table. But coffee, the uh, the cup of coffee that they sell at this one London shop will cost you $64. But you get your own barista right at your table making it. Uh, So if you're one of our world travelers and you're headed to London and you want a $64 cup of coffee. The coffee shop's name is the Queens of Mayfair. I'll tell you what, I, you know, some people pay for that, just the experience, but $64 for a cup of coffee. I've literally done 12 radio shows where I mentioned this fun fact, but I'm going to mention it again since we're covering the cuisine of the UK. There are more Indian restaurants in London, England than there are in two of the most popular areas of India. I'm going to say that again. I have said this on literally 12 radio shows, but I'm going to say it again since we're covering the UK cuisine. There are more Indian restaurants in London, England, than there are in two major places in the country of India, and they are Delhi and Mumbai. So, Delhi, and if you were to combine Delhi and Mumbai, which are two major places, and I want to say hi to our great friends in India. India is our most downloaded location for this show. So, I want to say hello to our great listeners in India. But if you were to take the Indian restaurants in Delhi and Mumbai and combine them, they would not have as many Indian restaurants as they do in London, England. There are 10,000 Indian curry restaurants in London, and they go through 43 million pounds of tikka masala (laughs) every year. So I think the point we're going to hammer home during this episode is that Indian cuisine is incredibly popular in the U.K., So I'm giving you all these stats, but the point I'm making is that Indian cuisine is incredibly popular in the U.K. And there are 10,000 Indian curry restaurants just in London alone. Chicken tikka masala is the national dish. That's how popular Indian cuisine is in the U.K. Uh, As we have said many times on this program... The origin of foods are, there are several stories as to how food was created or certain dishes were created. And sometimes it's very hard to pinpoint the exact story. Okay. So one of the stories about the creation of the Scotch egg is that it was created in London. And there are two department stores in London that claim that they invented the scotch egg. And they claim that they created scotch eggs as far back as 1738. And they created it as a snack for travelers that were shopping in their stores. And like I said, a lot of times on this show, I try to give you fun facts about how different foods were created, a lot of foods have like 10 different stories behind their creation. So that's one of the stories behind how Scotch eggs were created. Now, definitively, I can tell you that London can take claim to the origins and the creation of Earl Grey tea, fish and chips, and smoked salmon. London. Those foods were created in London. There are 136 different breweries operating in London as of 2020. Today, the restaurant that is up highest above the city of London is a restaurant called Duck and Waffle. So if you're one of our world travelers and you are traveling to the U.K., Look for a restaurant called Duck and Waffle, and it is on the 40th floor of a building. So if you want to overlook London and have a great dinner, the place is called Duck and Waffle. And it is also one of the few restaurants in London that is open 24 hours a day. There is also a restaurant in that very same building. If you're not afraid of heights, there's a restaurant in that exact same building that you can eat outside on a terrace on the 39th floor overlooking London. The oldest restaurant in London, England is a restaurant called Rules, R-U-L-E-S. And that restaurant has been up and running Since 1798. Could you imagine? Could you imagine owning a restaurant since 1798? Wow. All right, let's get back to a little bit more of the fun fact side of UK cuisine. Here's one. Fish and chips were sold in newspapers in the UK all the way up until the 1980s. So if you have relatives in your family and you live in the UK, they will tell you that fish and chips were sold in newspapers. They would wrap them up in old newspaper all the way up until the 1980s. And that's when the health and safety administrators put a stop to it. And as we have mentioned many, many times on this show, different regions of a country prepare different cuisines differently. And fish and chips is prepared all around the UK in different ways. So if you're eating fish and chips during the day in the UK, it's typical to have it with a cup of tea. But at night, the UK residents like to have their fish and chips with a pint. So that's usually how they eat it. Here's one, and like I said, we're back into the fun facts. Over 970 million, I'm going to say it again because is startling. Over 970 million dozen eggs are laid in the UK every single year. And the UK people love their eggs. And one of the iconic foods in the U.K. is a traditional English breakfast. And eggs play a major role in that food. The popular food, the popular U.K. food called bangers and mash. Now, I've heard this often. Okay. I always hear about bangers and mash whether you're watching a show that is based in the U.K. or whatever, you always hear about the food called bangers and mash. And the reason it got its name is because they would use cheap meat filling, okay? And when you put the meat filling in a pan, it would explode. And that's because the meat filling was cheap. So that is how it's got its name, bangers and mash. And that is because they would fill it with a bunch of cheap meat to the point where when it got into the pan, it would explode. Now, the meat filling is of a higher quality and it no longer explodes in the pan. But that's how Bangers and Mesh got its name. Uh, peep! English people consume The most tea per capita than any other place in the entire world. And I think that's obvious. The most expensive slice of meat pie ever sold in the UK was sold for $1,700 a slice. Could you imagine going to a, a restaurant and ordering a slice of shepherd's pie? And paying $1,700 for a slice of shepherd's pie. Keep in mind, in the UK, there are two types of meat pies. One is called a shepherd's pie, and that is made of lamb. And the other is called a meat pie. It's called a cottage pie, and that is made with beef. So let's say this again, because I think I stumbled. There are two types of meat pies in the UK. One is called a shepherd's pie, and that is traditionally made with lamb. And the other is called a cottage pie, and that is made with beef. Now, here's the funny part. I ate shepherd's pie growing up, and it was always made with beef, but we called it shepherd's pie. That is not correct. If your shepherd's pie is made with beef, it is in, in the UK it is a cottage pie. If your shepherd's pie is made with lamb, that's when they call it a shepherd's pie. And that makes sense because lamb and shepherd. Now check this out. The UK is the is the creation of the Sunday roasts. Now, I'm sure everybody listening to this program has had some version of Of a Sunday roast. And that is a big meal. That is eaten on Sunday nights. Okay. Sunday roasts. Were created. Because of religion. There are a lot of religious. Denominations. That refrain from eating meat. On Friday and Saturday. So Sundays. Would be the big day. For them to consume. Meat again. And that is where the Sunday Roast comes from. Sunday Roast started in the UK. And I'm sure a lot of people have heard of Sunday roasts. And that is how it was created. Sunday Roast refers to the meat dinner, the meat-based dinner that they had on Sunday. And that was created out of religion. Because a lot of religious dom- denominations refrain or they cut back on eating meat on Fridays and Saturdays. And then Sunday was the day to eat meat again. All right. Sausage rolls. Sausage rolls are a big deal in the UK. And the UK has a pastry chain of stores. That sells 2.5 million sausage rolls a week. That's right. You heard me correct. There is a pastry chain in England, in the UK, that sells 2.5 million, million with an M, sausage rolls a week. And it is very common in the UK for a deli To have sausage rolls. 48% of the food in the UK is imported. How about that? 48% of the food in the UK is imported. 71% of the land in the UK is used for farming. The world's first solid chocolate bar was created in Bristol in the UK in 1847. So the first solid chocolate bar was created in the U.K. in 1847. All right, now listen, I want to clarify this to my loyal listeners. I did much more research about the cuisine of the U.K., and I was finding that I've already covered it. So if you go to your favorite podcast platforms, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora Radio, and this show does excellent on Amazon Music. Go into the search engine and look for Learn About World Cuisine and subscribe to the show. Because I've already done a show about London food specifically, and I've already done a show about the UK. And most of the fun food facts are in those shows. I don't want to insult my loyal listeners by giving you the same information I've already given five times. So go to your favorite podcast platform, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora Radio, and this show does excellent on Amazon Music. And just put Learn About World Cuisine in the search engine, and be sure to subscribe to the show. I think we covered it. Like I said, today's episode was in honor of the coronation of King Charles. We want to say a good hello to our great listeners. In the United Kingdom, we do very well in the United Kingdom. I want to say hello to my great listeners in the UK. Keep in mind, go to your favorite podcast platform, download multiple shows. I make sure that every show is under 40 minutes. And the reason I do that is strategic. And that way it makes it easier for you to listen to multiple shows at once. So as I say every week, if it's Thursday morning... It's time for you to check your favorite podcast platform for a brand new episode of Learn About World Cuisine. I will talk to you next Thursday.